Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and um, my other half, my sis, my best friend, hi. Kicks. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Um, have, uh, <laughs> I, you know, we have a soundboard. We just don't use anything on it. I know. It, I DM DM us because I'm happy to intro a sound a sound to the board, but I just don't know what um what what to use. You know, I thought about like <laughs> plugging like housewife clips into it, which wouldn't. It's yes. not that difficult to set up. I just like don't know which ones. Like Logan Hardcore, previous guest of the pod, he's he has a soundboard and he has Tamara Judge's. That's my opinion on it, which I mm, love. That's a good one. But I can't take that because he has that. No, right. We'll um, ponder. Let us know if you have any thoughts of things that we often quote. Maybe, maybe Sonia Morgan, I don't shave my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> or not a white refrigerator. <laughs> yes, that really, that actually really should be in it. But it feels so cliche at this point, you know? Yeah, that's true. Because I feel like everyone has used that. Um, so, wait, I have, I have something to tell you. So I was... I didn't. We. I was in Texas with Kicks for the listeners listening at home, uh, for the past week or so. Um, but I flew back late last night, and the whole thing was a fucking disaster for so many different reasons. South. I. I have a real issue with open open seating because mm-hmm. people act like animals. Monsters. They act like animals. Like they. Like this woman smacked me in the face with her leather bag about five times over the same bag Mm, she hit me in the face because she turned around then she was like what and turned around again what and like kept hitting me over again so the flight was just (laughs) a disaster but we get um and we we are almost landed in new york and then they're like we're gonna have they clap no wait wait wait. they're they're like we're gonna have to like just fly around for a little bit because there's a storm and so we're like okay. above New York City, so we have to like wait another thirty minutes, okay. which is annoying. So we finally, <laughs> we finally land. Awful bumpy landing, which I hate. And we we land, and the the flight attendant. Now we landed at twelve thirty in the morning, and the flight attendant takes to the mic. I'm scared. <laughs> goes, start spreading the news. <laughs> she starts singing New York, Shut New the York. Fuck up. No. Yes. I'd start booing, honestly. I literally was like, this is where I die. Okay, my thing with Southwest, I love them for what they are, but I need more structure. And I need (laughs) more um, meanness. Like, I need a flight attendant that's mean to people. Because guess what? They get the job done. Exactly. So the flight attendants in their khaki shorts who are yelling at are not yelling at you because you keep like getting in people's way. Right. That's not that's not what I need. I need someone as I am a Delta girl. Um, not proud of it. Honestly, I don't know why I made it sound like that. They're controversial at the moment. Are they? Well they do. They just keep I mean they're big corporations, so they keep like oh. fucking over everyone else. But yeah, well, welcome um to I like their uh coldness. Yeah, I agree. Coldness goes a long way, you know. <laughs> Like, this is the same woman that as we were boarding, she was like, uh, we just made a rule that you can't put your uh, your children in the overhead compartments. Uh, they now have to be strapped to the seats. And, like, it's like, that's not funny. Yeah, like, people, <laughs> there has been a case where someone put a dog in the overhead compartments and things went badly. So, like, that's not funny. I just wish you could have heard her go, unsolicited, just start spreading the news. <laughs> And it was in that register because she was, uh, say it with me, lesbian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know what I was supposed to say. but um, Well, that, that was my Southwest story I had yesterday. Hashtag Southwest. Not an ad. Hashtag not, not an definitely ad. Definitely not an um, ad. No, before we get into our uh, Roni coverage today, though, um, we, of course, have to read a review. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once again, you can have your review read here on the podcast by just, uh, writing one. It's actually, (laughs) it's, it actually works just like that. It's crazy. You just write it. (laughs) Wait, what is, um, what's her face say? Dorinda, write it. Say it, forget it, write it, regret it. But we won't, you won't regret writing us a review. Well, someone might have after last week. (laughs) Yikes. Although I haven't heard from her. So I think that means she dropped off. 
Well, based yeah, sure. Based on the review, I could have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. She's she's not a returning uh, diva, if you will. Um, okay, so oh my god, we have some new ones. Let's see which one should we do. Um, let's do this one. So uh, this comes from uh, C E L space Crum. I assume that's Celia Crum. Um, maybe or is this Cell? I don't know. Maybe it's okay. just Cell. Um, title of the review. The best, all in caps. Love that. Five stars. <laughs> now, the review writes, I look forward to listening to Tom every week. Truly brightens my day. Thank you. Now, hmm. <laughs> what's weird? It's a kicks. <laughs> 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 hmm. Okay. Um, well, we're just going to skirt through that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I will. Okay. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because it still is your face on right. the logo. Right. You're not, you're not a part of that. So Sal, I forgive you. And thank you for listening. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm joking. Thank you for, again, thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing. Yes. Thank you. If thank you were on Spotify, you. follow there. It's the same shebang. And um, Patreon. Go check out the Patreon if you're not already there. Uh, it helps us support this podcast. If you have uh, any coins left over and you want to support uh, just the production of this pod, go to there. Uh, we are covering Flavor of Love still there. Uh, we're a little over halfway through that season, and then we're going to jump into a season of America's Next Top Model. Yeah, okay, so those seasons are like 20 episodes, right? Aren't those a long seasons? Uh-uh. We'll talk offline. <laughs> I'm down to do whatever. I mean, it stretches out the time before we have to cover something else. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yeah, so do that. And uh, we will be back in just one second with uh, Elliot Glazer to chat all things Roni. Bye. Okay, and we are back. Uh, And today we are joined by uh, one third of the gay culture pop culture podcast you're making it worse uh a writer on teachers uh new girl younger broad city uh star of his own web slash concert series haunting renditions and uh hopefully a new friend of the pod elliot glazer uh you can follow elliot uh at elliot glazer on ig and hi elliot what's up hey good how's it going it's going great we're so happy to have you here yes thank you so much for coming on we're excited to chat all bravo and probably mostly not bravo because that's what (laughs) we tend to do so (laughs) yeah i have very specific bravo taste yeah oh i and we love that unfortunately i don't i watch pretty much all of it but um (laughs) i respect that you you select you know but, sure. but we think we feel that bravo kind of is an entry to just large larger scale conversations you know Absolutely. About Bagels, alcoholism. Pizza, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yes. Real life. Um, well, Elliot, what what like outside of Bravo are you like consuming right now? Like like programming? Um well, you mean like reality wise? Yeah, Just any, anything, anything wise. Um, well, I'm definitely I'm like very much into the Handmaid's Tale final season. Okay. I like to see I feel like anybody who's watched for as long as we have is like finally 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 getting some um peace of mind i guess you know mm-hmm. some satisfaction with the stories but god it's, it feels like it's taken so long and we've had to endure such trauma porn right so dark <laughs> exactly that so yeah wrapping up. Um, um so i but i do like you're saying i do feel like it's been a long time because season three and four were how long apart yeah, uh, like uh, years. I, I, yeah, and I think it's, I think the show started before Trump was in office. Okay, it, no, they, it, it aired up. the fall he got elected, which is <sighs> a mind fuck. Oof, oof, oof. <laughs> yeah, I backed out of it. I didn't end up doing last season because I just like I, I I I would jump back into it, but like last whenever I don't even remember when the last season came out, like not the one that's happening right now. I just was like, I am not in the space like sure mentally to take on this story you know no not when the world was yeah falling the, apart. the beginning of the end right <laughs> what are we in now uh, the, redemption i don't know apocalypse i don't know yeah <laughs> doesn't seem like it um <laughs> yeah yeah but i i actually do i didn't know it was the final season when is the, like the last episode era God, I don't know. I mean, I think there are maybe like six in or so. Okay. So I'm sure there's only like, you know, probably four left. Oh, there you go. 
Yeah. I yeah, maybe maybe I will jump back in. Um yeah. are you consuming any other reality besides besides the women of New York? Cuz you said you have slight watch, taste. Sometimes I watch New Jersey. Yeah. Um I kind of watch it like half-heartedly. It's I'm from Long Island, so it's sort of like um it's the same. It's the exact same. <laughs> sure. You know, it's yeah. the same. So it sort of makes me a little homesick and like they're I don't know, the like horrendous decor and the the the, the accents like it's all sort of makes me like miss home a little bit um <laughs> and, but i watched that and then i think i i what do I, I don't really watch other reality shows i mean i i i did watch bethany's hbo show oh, wait can we talk about it for a second sure i'm course. still bad I, I still haven't watched it and tom keeps getting mad at me he's about to launch into no it. no no i'm not <laughs> take a breath okay don't put words in my mouth i wasn't gonna launch into you on that because the show is the show is um bad like it just doesn't have any sort of it has no nothing no structure no chirons no music it it has nothing it is the weirdest there's no rules there's no ceremonies there's no beginning or end there's no acts there's no it makes absolutely no sense okay well that honestly just sold it for me because that's something that i could i definitely will be watching it's like raw footage it makes absolutely no sense (laughs) there's no rules there's no rules when people leave you're like what Wait, what? Like, it, it is the strangest show. But like, again, I'd watch Bethany read the phone book pretty much. So, right, same. No. Does well, someone win? He, there is a winner. Yes. Um, okay. But what's weird? So like, what's weird is like night one. She eliminates half the cast, and when you're watching, right. you're like, wait, what? what? <laughs> like, wait, what is this show? Even yeah. like yeah. Bachelor with a cast of thirty, they eliminate only like five people. No, but it was cast of ten eliminates five first night. Oh yeah, my just, god. <laughs> Yeah. Then what else are you going to do? You have five more episodes left. So then she starts bringing (laughs) other people in. But oftentimes when she brings someone in, she eliminates them the same episode. Like there's a lot of situations where she's like, something's missing about this group. They don't have it together. And then they bring in this other person and she's like, I hate you. And then they leave at the end of that challenge. And the challenges don't link up with like what I would think the vice president of operations. (laughs) The, The job title is vice president of operations. And for that, like, I don't even know if I would want, like, a television show about that. It doesn't seem that interesting. Of course not. It's, it's, yeah, and it's, like, these, yeah, all of it makes no sense. And, like, the objectives that they have to do, you know, like, it's, like, so, it's, like, not meant for TV. The idea of watching them, like, put together, a, a like, a website, like, what? Like, it's so boring. It makes, yeah. no, it makes no sense. See, that's that. I will be tuning in now. And for some, I like that it's oh, that. That's my thing. It's like I'm. I'm glad to hear that it's not good. Mm, yeah, yeah. Then that's not, more intriguing to me it's than just like weird. An, and she dresses up like a drag queen. Like she's got like, <laughs> she dresses in like insane outfits. Not like a drag queen, but like a like a drag a woman in drag. Yeah. And I and I always find that to be weird. You know, like I know it's a reality show, so they're they're sort of elevating reality a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. It's a weird choice for me. She so she advertises herself as like the me, like the meanest bitch in television, right? You know? But then, she, and we're reminded here yet again, all she does is cry. Like she cries. No, but that, constantly. That's, what, that's what's so fascinating about her is that she's like, I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch, I'm a hard ass. You know, I don't, what I have no emotions, and then she cries, and I think that's what makes her so likable and so relatable in that she calls out her. She's very self-effacing and calls out her own flaws. You know, and right. and but at the same time, can't help but be vulnerable. And I don't know. I just find that to be so um, illuminating and interesting to watch because it feels very real to me. And I pre- and I guess that's why I appreciate it. Yeah, that's a good point. I just wish she had a, an ounce more of self-realization. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think you but, think she's delusional. I don't. Think, I don't. I don't. I think she's the most understanding illusional if you will person <laughs> on most illusional <laughs> on as a housewife like she gets her role she gets the job she's like literally like was the first housewife to have a company that and sell it on tv in, right in a, in a successful way in a way that wasn't like fake and hollow and only existed on like a like a blogger account <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah. a or a toaster oven yeah right (laughs) that doesn't exist sure so i don't know i think she's like i think she's so into herself and i kind of think that's what you mean tom is like 
She's like, I'm Bethany. The world revolves around me and me only. Well, to be, and to be fair, like you can't be, there's no world in which you could be that person, a person who puts everything on television, a person who puts every, who, who, who broadcasts every single part of her world for the most part. I mean, Trish has close friends and she's like pretty, I think, um, or at least was very private about her kid. But for the most part, when you put so much of your life uh, and your business and profession on TV and it becomes this weird symbiotic relationship where you need to, you need attention for wanting attention. Like that's a strange relationship, but I think- yeah, that's literally it. You have to be a little nuts to to want that. And I think (laughs) she recognizes that and I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I, I think she's she, nuts. I, she yeah. I think she's at like stasis when there's a camera in the room. Like I guess, yes, which makes you nuts. Yeah, like she right. really is. Like I think when the camera isn't there, she's like, well, "What am I yep. gonna do? I don't know what to do." Like no, I, I still me. remember being so sad. Like I remember, I guess, like you know, uh, seeing her on Instagram when her dog Cookie died, mm-hmm. and she like posted video of Cookie seizing, like having a seizure. Yeah. And, and she was like freaking out and trying to figure out like what to do. And she was like sourcing what to do about her dog that, who was seizing. And it was like, why are you asking inst- call 911? Like, what are you? <laughs> right. I don't know. You know, we don't know. And also, I'm, I'm sure you can get an answer from all her followers. But at the same time, it was just like, this is such an odd moment to make public. But I think there's a, at a certain point, I think you, you kind of, but the, the nuance dissipates. Well, do you, yeah. and also, do you remember when she, um, she similarly to the dog seizing, she had her assistants film her going into her apartment. Do you remember this? Yeah. And it was like, it was like That's on so the show. Strange. She like essentially self cammed footage of her just sitting yes. on the ground of an apartment crying, where she clearly gave an assistant a phone and was like. I like this is going to be but, hard. And at me. that point, you're like, so how much of I believe that she, I believe in those moments what she's feeling, but right, you you don't forget that when you hand over your phone to somebody to film it, you clearly don't forget what's happening, and there's an intent, there's an you know, there's a incentive to doing it. Like there's always a purpose to having a camera in the room, and so when you watch these people like Bethany or whomever on these shows, the idea of of <laughs> The realization that, like, yes, they're that they're they're performing versions of themselves is completely separate to me than the fact that they're like complete and they are okay with cameras on them. That is just that is a level that is it's a thing. That's a that's a big thing. That's yeah. a choice. It's a choice, it's a choice for sure. Yeah. yeah, she's. I mean, she's a legend in reality TV for a reason. Yeah. Like, but. Yeah, she gets it. I will be tuning into the show now that I know that it's bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy that you finally got sold. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, the, the show. God. Oh, yeah. I have a very soft spot for this show that I don't think anybody watches called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm familiar with it's it. I have not watched such it. such a cute show. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like a network. It's on NBC. Yep. I don't, I can't, I don't think anybody watches it, but it's just a really <laughs> sweet, very weird little show that is just um, very charming and emotional. Yeah, it's a musical, right? It's like, it's like their thoughts, like, like yeah, someone is, has uh, a yeah, Zoe, Zoe, like, hears, Zoe's basically a mind reader, like, she hears people's thoughts, but they come to her in the form of musical numbers so like pop songs that Mm -hmm. somebody will sing like you know um i will always love you but it's like a group number but only she sees and hears it in her head you know but it's thematically um tied to what the character is going through so she basically is an empath like she knows what you're feeling and because you heard that song so it's very weird it's a weird weird show but it's very sweet and Bernadette Peters sang Rich Girls by Gwen Stefani. So um, I did not know that. And this, yeah, you've sold she sings me. Rich Girls and she sings Cheap Thrills by Sia. And okay. it's oh, weird. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, people are sleeping on this camp. I don't think her yeah, voice it, lends it, itself to either of those tracks. So I'm happy and that's to hear why the show, And that's why you need to watch it. <laughs> yeah. You can look at the YouTube. It's, it is a, it's, I will say it's, it's baffling television when, when <laughs> Bernadette Peters sings Sia and Gwen Stefani. It is baffling television. Wow! And I, music, baffling music. <laughs> yeah, baffling it's, music. That, it's that too. Yeah. So I just started watching Cruel Summer, which is another network Ooh. TV show that 
I am obsessed with. It's a similar obsession with like I had this with Outer Banks, which was like it's literally made for freshmen in high school. Right. And I'm certainly not that age. <laughs> I was that age right. maybe 15 plus years ago. I don't know at this point, but um it's on free form and it's my so... friend wrote on that actually. Oh, amazing. I yeah. like seriously can't stop watching it. It's yeah, so fun. Because it. it's fun in a way of like this is not high school. <laughs> right. There's, there's no way that this is possibly high school, but yeah, live for no it. world. But that's that's okay. I just actually wrote a movie for um, Nickelodeon that has not even gone into production yet, but it all takes place in a, in high school, and it was quite a weird challenge to write something like rated G or PG or whatever that's like yeah. for kids and like in high school. I just haven't thought about that in a long time, but. High school is such an interesting, or any school, because I wrote on teachers too, and like writing anything that takes place within like the American school system is a really interesting exercise because it's like, you know, kids are fascinating to me, you know, when Mm -hmm. the way that kids think, especially in high school, like you're just so, you don't even know it at the time, but because you're so young and your frontal lobe hasn't even developed, you just make decisions that are rash. You don't think about consequences really mm-hmm. and that's like not what adults do and it's so fun to be able to write characters who are just kid like dumb kids <laughs> well and what's cool what's what's cool about high school television like that is that like every like high school culture is so fleeting because culture so changes so fast so like yeah. mm-hmm. like each the three of us all have like a different like high school song like a like yes. a high school like fad like a fa- like like because it's so it changes so fast and when you're a kid yeah. you, you just like consume that that like i have to imagine that that's like kind of cool to jump into because i cannot i mean i can't imagine what high school like well that's the thing like, you know for me at least like i was at the tail end you know that like y2k it was like the tail end of that i think that idea of being like uh, the, the general consensus that like kids are cool and their parents drool or whatever, where right. it's like, you know, my parents suck. Yeah. And I think I was at the very end of that and think, and and I think there was sort of a, a turn toward the more, um, you know, my mom's my best friend, like everyone stands up for like, everyone, you know, uh, uh, gets together to take down bullies. Like it's a real, it's a real, um, you're right. It, it changes. And, and it's, and I think mm-hmm. it's changed a lot for, for the better. I mean, obviously I'm not in high school and I don't have kids. <laughs> Uh, or in high school, but I, at least I wrote it from what I thought was a realistic perspective, cool. which is mm-hmm. that kids are very much empathic now, and yeah. and you know, for the most part, are not really bullies anymore. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. They, I, yeah. Well, on the think topic about, mm-hmm. on the topic of high school and childhood growing up, uh, we like to ask all of our guests uh, what reality television or um, or person or character on reality television made you. Uh, we 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 call our reality TV holics dumpster divas because this is dumpster dive. But like, when <laughs> when was reality something that you were like, oh, I I enjoy this like this storyline and yeah. and is was there a character like a Bethany that you were like that really drew you into it? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like, um, I liked. I, I never watched any other Real Housewives except for New York, but I really liked it because in the early episode in the early seasons the first couple of seasons because reality fame wasn't so commonplace yet and it wasn't so monetized and it wasn't you know what I mean like it was yeah. still its own fleeting like lowbrow thing and so um you know being on a reality show didn't necessarily make you a star it sort of made you a peripheral star mm-hmm. to like a, you know a select group of people and I liked that and I liked that um I liked that before she became a monster, Jill Zarin seemed like somewhat of a regular person, you know, <laughs> and uh, and I felt a kinship with her as like a Jewish New Yorker. It felt like, oh, there's a version of my mom on screen in a way that yeah. that that was kind of um, kind of disruptive in, in a good way, you know, a really mm-hmm. interesting way. And then and then when they brought Kelly Ben Simone onto the show, I, I really thought it was like. <laughs> 
brilliant television. Yeah. Not that I connected with her. I find her to be like so unnerving and so triggering. <laughs> so unrelatable. <laughs> like so unrelatable. She's so, to me, she's like Trump. She's like really, yeah. really, really stupid and yet really arrogant. And like the fact <laughs> that she doesn't make sense, like she doesn't seem to understand English or the world. <laughs> no grass. It's very Trump to me, you know, the tan, the everything's like so Trump about her to me. And and um, watching her was like, oh, you can't write, like, you can't write a character who has a full-on nervous breakdown and then in that moment and then ever since then insists that she didn't and that she was being, it's like, you're not living on our planet. You don't live in reality. And you Also, that has a huge, me. like, porcelain horse in her house and likes to right. take runs in the middle of the street. Like, that, right. like. She's like, can't. I'm not, she's, her whole thing is like. I'm not weird. I'm a regular girl. And it's like, but well, you're insane. And, and <laughs> you're insane. And you live like a grown child. I don't know how she has children. Oh, everything about her makes no sense to me. The fact, there's a lot to unpack yeah. here. But one, the fact that that taxi cab behind her just doesn't like run her over. I'm like, run her over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like in New York City, like for those that don't live in New York City and maybe like aren't familiar with like, <laughs> how the taxi cabs drive in New York like you will get like almost hit sometimes killed. like 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 you'll get hit killed. certainly yeah like people people do so like the fact that like <laughs> she's just like and she's not even she just stroll like trotting in front it's also of like cab. you don't have to be in New York it could be like uh you could be in you know uh, Tulsa and it's like can you not run in front of my cab <laughs> can you not jog and like are, is the camera on a dolly like what's going on also her hair being down is something that I find very strange as well so like, strange oh my yeah. god yeah sweating I would be surprised if she doesn't sweat like because she of just would her be being, that fucking just, woman right. that doesn't sweat. her being so unrelatable she's like I have no body hair and I don't sweat isn't that fucking crazy and you're like who are you? <laughs> Her whole thing is that she's like a bad actress who thinks she's a good actress, but I've done my deep, like I've done a deep dive on her Instagram because she will post stuff where she doesn't seem to realize that we see what she's doing, where she'll post, like she, there's one video that she did that blows my mind where she's walking and holding the phone like to herself, you know, above her and walking and talking because I guess she got into real estate and she's talking in this way where she thinks she's like Trump. She really thinks she sounds intelligent, but she sounds truly bananas. And she's describing the idea of like making making an investment in your in a property in the Hamptons because it'll remind you of what it's like to ride horses as a kid. And it's like Kelly, you're just talking about yourself <laughs> and where you live and the house you bought. Oh this is not God. something you. This is not an ad. Like you can't advertise to somebody on Instagram of all places. Buy a house in the Hamptons. It'll remind you of when you rode horses as a kid. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know <laughs> Just how talk to yourself, right? You you know how they're like. Once I, this is like very straight culture, and we'll dab for a second in it. But like recently, <laughs> recently there's been the like the fight, like the UFC fights that are happening with like the YouTube star and like the oh, right. Yeah. I want a UFC Bethany Kelly Ben Simone. Like I and I think that's, that I think that's what's great about Bethany is that she's like who? She's like I don't give a fuck. You know she doesn't <laughs> right. care at all. And meanwhile, Kelly, somebody sent me this. She made a YouTube video like recently, within like the last month or so, where she sat. You saw it. She yes. sat and like stared into her computer or her phone for half an hour, babbling about that that Scare episode. Island. Like. 10 years ago and still doubles down and makes no sense and claims that she's bullied. And it's like, you can't just say stuff and make it happen. It's just like Trump to me. Like they say it and they say it and they say it and they, and then some dumb people find it to be true, but it's not. I, I think we'll never actually get to the bottom of scary Island because Ever. I think there is just a crazy, like, like there are crazy legal things that Bravo signed with Absolutely. how she like fully lost her goddamn mind and i that, think that the yeah. women are speaking... such tight like like contracts that they cannot speak on it there was yep. um i um uh danny pellegrino's podcast everything iconic he yep. did a interview with it was like i it was a, a couple of years ago it was like with the daily dish podcast which is like bravo's podcast mm -hmm. and sonia so it was like the four of them and there was like conversations about scary island and apparently like there was 
like so much that got cut out of it because sure. like um they told Danny after they finished recording it was like you you can't you can't no. ask these questions we we can't have this like on record like right I just think there's so much stuff about Kelly and that we uh, yeah I I think what's crazy like about what? that is that, like you... is that uh no that you're saying like there's so much to unpack and yet and yet she's she's still simple minded enough that we know exactly like what her deal is. Right. You know, there's nuance there, <laughs> but there's probably the, the whole situation historically is probably really more juicy than you could even imagine. Yeah. But like, what do you mean? Do you think that there is like drugs? Is that, oh, do you think yes. that that's I think the drugs, thing that no one's talking about? I think once again, allegedly, um, I think, yes. I yeah. think yes. drugs and not like, not like, like hardcore drugs more than just like pills like pills yeah and mixing that with alcohol and i think that there are some very when when someone that thin like kelly takes to like candy like that it always kind of like is wary to like it makes me yeah there's something very bizarre about being like i'm i'm the picture of health and then she's like gobbling down jelly beans or whatever right and they're all like because they're probably like sugar free so yeah she says they're like in that van heading Mm -hmm. up to the airbnb or whatever it was called then like and they they are like kelly like like she she's like lecturing them about it like she's like lecturing them about how no one here is healthy and she's like full deep throating like (laughs) gummy bears and but that's why she's out of her i mean that's why she's out of her mind right. and that's why she reminds me of trump she just says things that aren't true tries to will them into reality but everyone around her is like what are you talking about? what are you talking about and she still doubles down it's which is like why are you doubling down We're, we can all it's like she's speaking another language mm. and they're all like no we don't we don't speak Swahili. And she's like, well, you speak Swahili. And it's like, no, you speak Swahili. We <laughs> don't speak Swahili. Coming up uh, next week on the pod, Kelly Ben Simone. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I almost would die to talk to her because it'd be like, what on earth is going to come out of you? Good luck. I mean, the, no. videos that I found, the videos that I found of her or some older videos on Instagram are incredible because she takes video. Again, she... She takes video on her own, on her own phone for her own channel, where she's interviewing people, and the sound isn't on. <laughs> I like the so, TikTok she made where she was like, "My vices, Trident gum oh, and no. Lacroix," and I'm like, "That is oh, literally no. a cry for help." That, yeah, that's see, like the sign of like anorexia. Like, yeah, or see, I didn't like see it's... that, and I and you could just tell me that, and I'm like, "Yep, that is correct. That yeah. is the sign." Well, what it really is is the sign of someone who wants to humble brag about how their vices are so are like zero calorie that's what that is literally it to a t yeah correct and yeah and she wants you to be like oh man that's why you look that's all she wants is to be complimented for it right yeah (laughs) um okay well let's jump into uh up to date today uh current date roni so um (laughs) we are in the in the top of the season and things are cooking like i get angry at like a lot of like the bravo accounts out there i don't know how many of the like uh, how many bravo accounts you follow or fan accounts i don't i don't follow the fandom really don't is what i'm gonna say because like there's so much like negativity around the shows like everyone everyone loves it until they hate it and so then it's just critiquing it and it's like to hate it it's like drag race in that way you know yes and Mm -hmm. so with with this, it's like I'm having a good time. Like I'm always, I'm always down to watch these women be ridiculous. Like Luann, the cut to Luann just like tw- twirling a baton out of nowhere. I don't know if anyone noticed that. I'm like, why is Luann twirling she a going, baton? She's like, oh, I can't. She was trying to do it in the mirror, and she's like, let me see if I can remember how to do this. And we didn't and revisit like, it. It wasn't even a storyline we revisited. It was just like also, a was scene. it a part of the party? No, Not sure. no, nothing. Right. She's just standing there twirling a baton, and it's like that's so much more entertaining to me than so much of the content content we get on a lot of these other bravo reality shows so um go ahead can't can i can't you can i complain about the fact that at this point in the game and it's not it's not them to blame it's just the sort of the 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 movement of time and just things you know progressing and whatever and evolving but like i don't have the same feelings for the show that i had when i felt it to be still more organic and like uniquely weird like there's obviously still these like weird moments with like 
the cab- all the cabaret stuff is really bizarre. Right. Dorinda's the realtor is like a true New York weirdo. Like those moments Laurie. come through, but they're all at this point acting or they're doing like what my ex-boyfriend would call like human drag where they're like, they're, dra- they're drag. like drag queens, you know? And, yes. and I, and I can watch it, but I just, I have to say, I just don't, I don't fully buy it. I just think they're like acting for the cameras and Sonia's, drunk for the cameras and it just kind of it bums me out a little bit i agree no i i I don't want to make it sound like i think it's the best season we ever had i just Mm. think that there's there is there is there there but um yeah also we welcome you to complain about it yeah yeah of course yeah (laughs) yeah. like i I think like i just think there's such a difference now between you know luann being obviously they're all dressed insane and it's like it's fun to think back for me there was something more nuanced about about thinking about Luann wearing like native jewelry and wearing like you know yes. scoop 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 neck t-shirts mm-hmm. and being like and talk you know she's very like hoity-toity and you know with that sort of baritone and sort of dismissive but doesn't seem to un- doesn't seem to even understand why that's funny like and that's what I love and now she's mostly in on the joke and mm-hmm. I think that bums me out a little bit because I prefer it to be a little bit more, um, I don't know, creaky. Is that the right word? A little bit more like <laughs> uh, rough around the edge. Yeah, no, I completely <laughs> agree. I completely agree. I, 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 I wonder what your thoughts are on Leah because Leah is like the new in 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 her idea, the new generation of of this show. But I don't know that I agree with that. But well, she's great because she she know she's fun to watch. She's has really great she has really interesting actual opinions and she knows how to perform as a reality star without it ever for whatever reason it's never to me it's never cloying it never feels fake it never feels put on it you know she's like still I think she's still performing but she just seems earnest and real in the way that Bethany was yeah whereas like Ebony is to me just performing the role of like you know real housewife like you know I say I say things and I you know I have quips and stuff but it's very it just does it feels bland to me and and inorganic versus Leah who to me is just for the most part just herself and oh, is and, and is an interesting person that's, I, I that's interesting because I feel I feel the opposite actually because I oh, feel really? like I feel like Ebony is bringing some fresh air to this like yeah. um, franchise I'm glad and I feel there. That I yeah but I feel like Leah is like like overproducing this like Heather Thompson storyline that like, I just oh, wish, nice. I just wish that the Heather Thompson storyline would have just been like Luann. I just wish Heather would have sat down at the table and Luann would have been like, why'd you say I do drugs? Sure. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. I yeah. just think, I think you're right. I think it's all like incumbent upon them to get as much attention as possible. And mm-hmm. I guess in a way, like, whether it's good or bad, I sort of tune it out and I'm like, oh, that's synthetic. Like I'm sort of compartmentalizing, which is not necessarily fun, but I'm like, oh, that's like them producing a storyline. But like Ramona, who I despise, is still interesting to watch because she is pure id. She has zero filter. She still somehow thinks she's like a good person somehow when she's <laughs> yeah. like the worst person on earth. Mm-hmm. But like she has no filter. And even if she is performing, I've never... I've never seen a human being who acts like that with her tick. Like, I don't know why she's not, she has to have some sort of like neurological disorder because she's just got weird, the way she has like weird ticks and the way she speaks, like she's off, something is off there and it makes for good TV. But I'm like, is she okay? Like, is that woman healthy? You know, I don't, I don't get how she has friends or a child or a, an ex-spouse or I don't know how anybody talks to her in real life. I find it interesting like in, I don't know if you watch Atlanta. I, so Atlanta was filmed over such a long period of time that even on the, like the only time we got back to back days was when they were on a trip. And I guess technically they're on a trip right now in the Hamptons, but mm-hmm. it's interesting because this season, there's so much going on in the small like weekend yeah. that we've had that yeah. I feel like is different from other like COVID pandemic reality TV we've had where it's like, they film like, over well, in Jersey. They're like, we don't want, they basically are like, I don't want to wear a mask, you know? Right. You and tell. so there's only 13 episodes over like five months or something crazy, you know? So right. I think it's interesting because 
part of me thinks it means that there's a lot to come for the season. Sure. I mean, but I also like, I, I say this almost every episode. I like boring TV. Me Hence too. the reason now I'm like down for this Bethany show because now that I know that <laughs> yes, it's like actually it is, boring. I love bad. boring TV. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I love why boring reality it, shows. Yeah. Because I just enjoy watching them just sit around and do nothing. Well, I can tell you too, my favorite, I, I didn't mention this before, but my favorite reality show ever was called Airport or Air, Airplane or Airport. <laughs> what a base name. Airport. I know. <laughs> it was a really, really bland reality show that took place at three airports in the country all at southwest terminals and it was just wait no no we we recorded our intro of this podcast and we were talking about southwest airlines which is so bizarre like before you were on well i was telling i was telling the story i should just tell it again real quick but like the i i landed in new york city last night very late and um it was like an awful travel day, just one of those days. And I, I Southwest pisses me off with the open seating. I can't handle it. Like sure, I need to see, I need structure is what we were saying. Yeah. <laughs> but you know how sometimes you get those flight attendants that they're like, like that's their drag. Like they're like, this is my oh, performing yeah. moment. Like this right, is like yeah. where I thrive. Like that yes. mic's in my hand, that uh, not mic, that telephone <laughs> is in my hands. Yes. And like, you can't they're tell on. me I'm not Liza Minnelli. Like, yes. <laughs> and so she, <laughs> it was raining in New York. The flight is like an awful landing. We finally get on the ground, and literally as we land, she takes to she takes to the stage, aka the it's telephone. midnight, by the way. Yes, twelve thirty in the morning, and she goes, "Start spreading the news." <laughs> oh <laughs> she no, no, no! Singing New York, New York, and I literally no. was like, "This is the end of me." Like, yeah. <laughs> get me out. out, get me out. That's awful. That I'm sorry you had to endure that. Um, wait, no. so yeah, wait, what keep was... going with airports. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, it's just this, like, I, like, I, I love a bland, um, I love a bland reality show that takes place at a place of business. I love that shit. And this is just three, like, small airports with Southwest. And you just follow these, like, no nonsense, flight attendants, flight crew, no pilots, just like all the people in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with, with customers and they can, you know, seat changes and, and people who are drunk or people who like smell and they, and they have to like figure out a way to get them to like put on deodorant and change their clothes without like paying for them. Like the most banal television. And I loved it. Below deck it is on- shaking. It's like the original below deck. Yes. Oh my God. It, it is. <laughs> but if there's no, dr- like the drama is not produced. The drama is not necessarily produced because people are in such an unique, much like, I guess, like much like Below Deck, it's like, what a unique place to be, like in the airport, ready to get into a, you know, you're ready to get it, go into like a tin can and like fly for six hours, just seated still. The whole process is very insular. Yeah. And so to watch people prepare or whatever for an airplane and how they deal with everything around them and people around them. And this was also right after 9-11. Like it's an early show. Oh my God. And so it's just a fascinating, fascinating mm-hmm. watch. Just really fascinating. Cause it's just kind of people who are not indulged, uh, uh, um, deluged, by social media yet just figuring out how to go from place A to place B, but it's really about like how annoying people are in customer service. <laughs> the, yeah. uh, I think at airports, people become the, the worst. worst version of themselves. Yes. And that's what, the, that's why the show is so good. You see people lose their minds because they want a refund or because a flight is late or because they're going to miss something or because they're not getting free free food or because or they got they got drunk too they stayed and drank too long at the bar so they won't let them on the plane and so they throw these tantrums but it's it's you're right they become a different everyone becomes a different person in the airport and it's that's why the show is so captivating to me what network was it on oh god like a and e or something okay wait my last flight for more flight talk my last flight we had to deplane delayed blah 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 these girls got shit faced and were on the exit row and they oh, didn't no. even like re-ask them if they were like okay and I wanted to be like these ladies are blacked out and they have to save us if we go oh, down my <laughs> oh my god well ru- rumor is okay that 
if that does happen, that they just they they don't have any of the exit row people actually do that. That they they just look for the like strongest right. looking people on the plane to like help get the door open. Supposedly, oh, wow. I've heard that before. <laughs> that like they yeah. that they just outsource to just the the. Yeah, because these ladies guy. were out like a light the second we took off because they were so drunk. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it would have been incumbent upon you to rescue everybody. <laughs> um, wait, back to Roni a little bit, though. Um, I Something I was fully LOLing at when I was watching this uh, this morning, um, again, was uh, so Ebony's mother calls her and is like, Grandma is very sick. Um, right. And uh, you're gonna have to pull the plug, not me. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I don't want anything to do with this, so you'll figure it out. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'd be so mad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I wish I, I wish I had a different opinion, but I'm just kind of like, she kind of bores me. Oh, that oh sucks. I find because her yeah. so I don't. Yeah, I think deli- the like when I was free, I was loving when she was deep throating like that steak, like while Sonia, <laughs> like she wouldn't stop yeah, eating the steak. She was like Sonia was <laughs> having a full mental breakdown about Wells Fargo, and like she was like, "Well, keep going, but I need a little bit more of the steak." So can I say, like, in watching that, I think that's what turns me off to the show now is that it's so. It, it's such theatrics mm. that it's like, ugh, like we know now she's, she's Sonia's like everyone's crazy old aunt or whatever. And in that regard, Ebony's already too, she's too comfortable. For, how do I put it? It's like, she's already too comfortable being like, yeah, yeah. Let her spin out while I eat my steak. <laughs> like, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe it's better than if she were like pretending, if she were faking it or pretending to be like more empathetic there, be, but it's just like, you're watching this woman act like a, fucking lunatic and you're just like nah you know i think there's something about it that feels like come on like you got to step it up a little bit or but maybe i'm wrong maybe maybe it should be yeah. maybe it shouldn't be that and well it's should. also like everyone nowadays because of social media is like dying for the meme and the gif moment of yes. it all like i feel like that's beverly hills always yeah in the past couple seasons it's been just like the hot takes are constantly everyone's just trying to get a meme in yes <laughs> so they or, can be talked about on social media yeah so. same with drag rates too yeah 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 for well, sure wait I, think, I do have oh, sorry i what do you guys think of sonia not giving a shit that she she was like yeah um you talk shit about jp morgan i'm i'm mad about you going to wells fargo like the next day sober yeah, so the next day she was well, she was blackout <laughs> and the next day ramona rem- has to remind her of what happened the night before and, I think it's very depressing. I don't know. I yeah, think it's I agree. I don't enjoy it. Like it's not I don't I, either. But the fact that she was like, was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. I literally don't care if you go to Wells Fargo. She was like, yeah, why would you do that? And I, I will say, <laughs> I will say that that to me is still a part of the that to me, like that sentiment is a part of the show that I do find um, sort of nostalgic in that it's like you can't make up something as weird as Sonia <laughs> being drunk and mad about a bank like you know what I mean like you can't make that up like that's not something anybody fed her she's so weird and is dealing with her own weird shit that like she the the Morgan papers or whatever that whole thing was the the, whatever right the JP Morgan Morgan letters the Morgan Morgan letters letters, like that and like yelling at somebody about transferring banks like well it feels like a storyline out of like a western like it doesn't feel like, like like I think I, I'm not a writer, but but you are. And I can't imagine that if you were writing a storyline about women in New York in 2021, you, one of the stories in this group of women would be that someone was angry about Ch- Chase v. Wells Fargo, you know? And that's, but that's what, that's, yeah. And that's why, the, that's why I keep watching because it's like, okay, that is too weird. That's not a, you can't write that. No producer mm-hmm. can be like, uh, Sonia, get mad about banks. You know, it's like, no, that is pure <laughs> her. It makes no sense. But I do, but then I will find it, you know, um, I don't know, I guess it, maybe it just depends on who's like delivering the news or, or, Mm -hmm. you know. There's something about the like original housewives that they can like, again, like you're saying, Ramona, Sonia, Luann, Luann now is part of the shtick, but it's like Ramona and Sonia just aren't. They just like are authentically them and Ramona authentically sucks, but at least she's like, hasn't changed. What I I hate about her so much is that is what I hate about her so much is that you're right. She hasn't changed. 
and but she still has the gall to pretend that she's a good person by saying mm-hmm. i think her tagline is like i might not you might not like what i said it's like it's like i may say the wrong thing but my intentions Intentions are are always good or right and And i'm convinced they're not no and i'm convinced she said that so that every episode she was getting in front of the story of course but it's (laughs) of course she does and it's like so you can't have it both ways like you can't Mm -hmm. be in like sub sub subhuman in how rude you are you know right you are extraordinarily rude and thoughtless in the way you talk to people but then you, you can't also couch it by saying my intentions are always good. No, they're not. Like that doesn't yeah. make you a good person. No. You're still a terrible person. I just don't know. I genuinely am like, <laughs> how does her daughter, how is her daughter a functioning human in society? In no one said she was. <laughs> she works for, the, no, I won't. No, she works for what? No, she, she knows works for cameo. cameo. Yeah. Not as like doing cameos. She like works for cameo. Oh, that's so fascinating. Isn't that yeah, an interesting like crazy. job shift? That, I think that makes sense, right? Yeah. It's just kind of like a little bit too on the nose. It's a little on the nose, but it's also <laughs> yeah. like, you know, of course. It's on the even, nose, y'all. Even yeah. Mario, oh, I can't say Mario. You know, Mario. Mario, yeah. yeah. Mario. <laughs> but even Mario seems like normal. I mean, obviously he's like a dog or whatever, but I still, back even back in the first seasons, it's like, even then you could tell that she was more buttoned up and Republican and sort of, you know, the show used to be, it was, it's not this anymore, but it used to be about class. Everybody, it was mm-hmm. everything revolved around who had the most class. Right. Whereas Jersey is about like who is the most, who has the most familial bonds, who's right. the most loyal. But New York's about was about class, and so Ramona at least used to be very buttoned up and Republican and Catholic. And it was like there were those those moments where you'd be like, "What's wrong with her?" <laughs> and, and Mario didn't make he made a little bit of sense. Right. Now I'm like, if this is what we're seeing now, what did how how was any human being Mario to to Luigi? To Luigi? Oh my god! <laughs> I would love to see Ramona and Mario as Mario and Luigi. <laughs> And we could dress up. We could dress up Avery as Yoshi. Oh my god, I'd die or Toad or something. Yes, I'm just saying. I don't know how a human being could be married to Ramona. It, 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 her behavior is truly next level baffling, and it's only gotten worse. Well, they're not married. Well, there's something right. that like I find so interesting. I don't know because Bethany couldn't couldn't even go this head to head with Ramona and Ramona no. flip out but like Leah just everything she says she's like no and yep. Ramona's like wait no like I don't like your outfit and she's like why are it doesn't matter I don't care that's why I like Ramona I mean that's why I like yeah Leah. yeah she's she, they, even if she even if she's performing which I I guess she is she's still good at being the sort of incorrigible teenage daughter that Ramona never had yeah and I love watching her have to be pushed back on Leah, am I wrong, Tom, that Bethany introduced Leah to the group? No, that's wrong. It was rumored that, and then Mm. Bethany's like, I don't know that girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. It would make sense because they're so similar. Yeah, in the beginning, it was so Leah had been on, Bethany had had created a list over time of women that would be good on it. And she had put uh-huh. Leah on the list because she knew people that knew Leah, mm. but she did not oh, okay. know her. So, but Got she it. was like, this girl works in like um, fashion in Soho and like works for like a, uh, like a athleisure brand. She feels like she'd be like a cool, a cooler fit. But I think, right. I, I don't know when she put her on that list or how long ago that was, but um, right. um yeah. So, but but they, they don't know each other. Leah says she's okay, never met right. her before or anything. I think it was just like a word of mouth, like in New York City sort of situation. She well, and I are friendly on on um, Instagram, and she's just as funny and smart and curious and thoughtful as she is on the show. You know, like yeah. like best friends or whatever. But like we chat <laughs> a bunch, and she's just oh awesome. She's got a really interesting. She's just really. She's like, you know, of our generation. She's thoughtful. Right. She's, yeah. She considers a lot of things and she's she seems like a passionate person about life and her kid and, and just, you know, she's very New York in that way. And I think it's such a fun thing to watch bump up against, a, you know, baby boomer like Ramona, who's just so staunch and right. set in mm-hmm. her ways. Now, I want to wrap up the talk about the episode with like this, like this 
St. Bart's drama that has kind of resurfaced, <laughs> which like yeah. I encourage everyone to go back and rewatch the St. Bart's trip because I sometimes go back to that trip over Scary Island because it has oh, yeah. it has so much content in it. Like so like much. we have of Aviva showing up late with Reed. We have the pirate. <laughs> we have just like we have the white trash fight. We have oh so much. Oh my gosh, the white trash. Oh. But Heather on her podcast had said that um, Luann came into her room late at night with a joint and was like, Do you want to smoke? And um, she was like, Thank you. Honestly, thank you. But no, not, not right now. And then she said that. On her podcast, she said this, that other after that, other hard drugs had come out. Didn't name what the hard drugs were. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and Leah brings this up to all the girls and being like, okay, well, well like, y- she's saying that you guys do hard drugs and this is, like, not very nice to do. Um, and she gets confronted and, ha- and Heather doesn't do a very good job of defending herself. She essentially no. says, to, says to Luann that, yeah, that's what happened. And then, and then she posted it on her Instagram yes. like two days after being like, yeah, this happened. And I said then that. what I'm <laughs> loving about the drama, though, is what's happening not on the show, but on the gram. Carol uh, commented something about like these women always have to have something to talk about. And Leah screenshotted Carol's <laughs> comment on her story and said, um, Carol, go look into your friendships with uh, uh, what's her what's her name? Uh, Just Lane Maxwell. Or it's like, not just wow. Lane, it's Jill. <laughs> What's her name? I don't, I don't care I don't if I fuck up her name. She's a monster. But um, Ghislaine, it's Ghislaine, Ghislaine not Ghislaine. Ghislaine. Not Ghislaine. I'll call her Ghislaine here. Yeah, um, Ghislaine, if you will. She deserves it. Please. Yeah, she deserves that, at least that. Um, Yeah, and brought in uh, Ghislaine Maxwell into it all. I, I was, it, this all happened on Tuesday on, on the gram, and Isn't I was crazy dying. and interesting how that, how this like separate economy, this separate narrative exists you know around these people that is not in real time but you follow it in real time mm-hmm. but we're watching something from the past it's like it's such a crazy ecosystem that's built where like i can't keep on i couldn't keep on top of this stuff if i tried but it's also wildly different from the first couple seasons where oh, they had blackberries sure. and like not no, no instagram or something. Right. right and now it's it's all sort of become one thing but i don't know i find like I think if you had told me that that was the case, that they had hard drugs and that whatever, I would be like, yeah, like, look Mm -hmm. at, of course, look look." Look at their behavior. (laughs) I wonder if, did you ever read Gawker back in the day? Yeah, sometimes. Did you, were you, um, did you read the recaps that they would do of New York? No, mm-hmm. I, I like, no, because I was like a little too young for like, like knowing that, that side of the like culture like I, I read vulture now obviously but... yeah this was like this was like a sort of like a new york media thing at that moment right but richard lawson who i think writes for vanity, vanity fair, fair. Now, yeah yeah he used to write these epic epic <laughs> epic real housewives of new york recaps that he would basically blend into fan fiction mm-hmm. and he would write luann as this sort of chain smoking white trash like cowgirl he made her into this character that was so brilliantly funny because it was so different from her personality on the show and in real life she became that big like yeah that's what yeah, that's she is. become <laughs> yeah. the real thing and it's it's crazy but i wish his i wish his recaps were available somewhere because they are epic and hilarious and he's just a brilliant writer and it was like people would like wait until whatever I guess it was like noon on Thursday or something the day yeah, after the when these out. recaps would drop and you would just you would just you know drink up every every last word because they were so funny because he just made it into like fan fiction but a lot of it's it's crazy because a lot of it has become reality mm-hmm. yeah yeah because she is wearing like cowboy hats big jewelry <laughs> and chain smoking so she's like very trashy but like and and I think that's what's that's what's wild too is that I was saying before how it used to be about class and now I think it's become about just how unhinged they all are. And that's <laughs> such a distinct shift from what it used to be. Yeah. I mean, so this whole Leah Heather thing, speaking of class, I don't know. It's not really that, but I'm like, at first was kind of on Leah's side of this whole thing. Cause I was like, why are we inviting this woman I mean, because of Bravo invited her, but why are we inviting this woman that she talks shit about everyone here? She's like, these are my friends. I'm going to say it. 
like I get her side of that and I wish that there wasn't the looming thought in my head that Bravo literally just put her on but that's this Hampton strip. Like, but... It's so funny because you can't really separate that. And right. I have, the same, I have the same thing. I'm like, if this were fully real, I too would be like Leah and be like, who's inviting Right, this like woman? why would she be there? Yeah. Right, I truly, there? in college, I, there's a friend in our friend group that they would active, like my girlfriends would invite her to places and I'd literally say the same thing. I'm like, why are you inviting her? She talks shit about you every week. <laughs> Like I've heard it, like <laughs> right, heard it out loud. Yeah, yeah. The, the, well, it, Heather seems so inoffensive to me. I'm like, she's just kind of like wallpaper to me, and I'm surprised <laughs> that they brought her back. She's somehow but, becoming so polarizing, though, because I feel like people like after her appearance on Tuesday, like the accounts that we're friendly with on on Instagram and other podcasts and stuff, are all just like have wildly different opinions about who she is and whether she belongs on the show again and all this stuff. I think for sure she should come back on the show. What I find interesting though, is that we know that she doesn't stay on. Right. As a, as a employee, but you, she (laughs) not as an employee. Well, that's what she is. Well, they do confessionals with her, right? But that's what I mean. So if they, if usually how it works, if someone has a confessional, they are getting a paycheck Right. From Bravo, and so What's that's that like Elise. Oh, Elise, yeah, <laughs> the Angelica Houston lookalike. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I find it interesting. I'm curious to see like when she's. Bows I'm out. just interested in yeah how it all. What, what do you out. find? What would you? What like does she offer that you would like to see her back on the show? I just like that. I'm not particularly obsessed with her, but I just like yeah. the nostalgia kind right. of of her on the show because I did right. really like her on her seasons. I didn't. And then I went back and watched mm. from the beginning during COVID and I liked her a lot more. I found mm. I just found her like, hey mama, like her like weird black yeah, I don't like very that. annoying. It's, but uh, I found her a lot a lot more endearing. And I also somehow even loved Carol even more in my rewatch. Interesting. Yeah I I um always loved both her i thought mm-hmm. i thought carol and heather's relationship on the show was like so wonderful that was like so very rarely do we have friendships that are so genuine like that on these shows and i i would like heather back like on a full time because i find her to be so normal and yes meaning that she's also so different because like mm-hmm. the the normalcy is not present and every show which is kick always once bring it back to kicks living, you know, the, the boring shows uh, <laughs> kicks. favorites are always the like normal housewife and every show yeah, needs yeah. one though, because with, when we don't have like something to hold us down, yeah, we don't have anger. things, you know, we, and it's like literally stressful to watch right. because you're like, I'm right. not sure I'm like enjoying myself. Like, yes, yeah, so you need someone <laughs> like Carol who's like, or Heather who's like, what's, going like what is what is happening here you're all like they're all drag queens and i'm like normal you know and i think right. you need that, that that anchor and you got that from heather i think you got that from carol too until she kind of lost her mind and started dressing like uh, i don't even know like a uh, like a russian doll <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are you wearing yeah a russian doll like like a like an italian like an old school gangster or whatever <laughs> She was normal for the first couple of seasons and endearing in that way that to me felt like, oh, this is the, this is the closest they've gotten to like quantifying the like sex in the city thing. She's an actual yeah. writer. You don't yeah. know how, to, how is somebody who writes like two articles a month have an apartment in Soho? Like you don't, all of but these yes. things. Right. Yeah. And it literally I, she is like, also, she liked New York and personified New York in a way that I do not think the other ladies do at all and that's what makes the show still odd to me is that maybe aside from Sonia like Luann does not feel like New York to me Ramona yeah off to me I don't think of her as a New York person Mm -hmm. like that I think is interesting whereas Jill and Bethany I loved watching because they were so New York but like Mm -hmm. you know the rest of them and Kelly it's like no you guys are from well Kelly's from like Mars but Or but Candyland, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, literally Candyland. True, yeah, Candyland. Um, well, this kind of brings us to the end of our, our of our chat about Roni. Any other final thoughts? What a, what a blast! No, I, I had a really good time, and um, I'm sorry that we're on opposite sides regarding Ebony. Oh my and... god, it's okay. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. it's honestly, it's refreshing to have some different takes on the show. So sure, and I don't dislike Leah, but I, sorry, I don't dislike Ebony. I dislike 
ho, I guess I'm ho-hum about it. So I something mean, we'll I, make it the title okay. of the episode, Elliot Glazer Hates Ebony. And <laughs> That'll then... be the title. The, yeah. I think something that is going to be a problem with Ebony, so I want to meet you on your level a little bit here, Elliot. I think yeah. that what what you're responding to negatively is that she she literally is I don't know if that she was a reporter, but she was a host. Like she, right. she's familiar mm-hmm. with like yeah, hosting like, exactly. and guiding conversations. Like, did you see um, her Z-Way interview? Mm-mm. It okay. was amazing. It was amazing, but you watch she it and you're like, it. you're like, a housewife shouldn't be able to sit down no. the Z-Way no. and navigate the conversation well. Like that's right. not why we watch the show. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, that's where it's like, oh, this is a little awkward because you're like, not an actress but you're certainly a performer and you've done like media training right so it's a little inauthentic to come in and be like this is quote unquote me mm-hmm. that you is know? literally such a good point now i'm like literally seeing it all because yeah, the way she like does anymore no i do love her but the way she guides conversations i'm like damn you're good at this like it's clear well, yeah it, the good thing is that look we she's there unfortunately she's there for a specific reason which is to call out racism which, hey, like, if that means, and if she enjoys doing it and she's getting a paycheck for it, and more power to her. But if that just means I get to watch somebody finally, finally, <laughs> finally check Ramona for being the most, uh, the most entitled, white, racist, creep monster in the world, then bring it on. Get, get that money. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. That's true. Let's fuck it out. When she, when she confuses <laughs> people based on what they look like. Please. Yeah. Well, that you you really brought this like I, I I'm thinking differently about Ebony. Not that I don't like her, but for yeah, for no. TV, like you really brought mm-hmm. like a new perspective yeah, on that. So thank you. Well, good. Um, I'm glad. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wait, so before we let you go though, I want uh you to first of all plug all your stuff and then just talk about uh the podcast a little bit. I was listening I, mm-hmm. I I've been oh. a listener of the podcast for a while and oh, cool. I was binging today um a couple of the episodes uh recently. Uh I was listening oh, to the Meatball and Big Dipper one right before we started chatting. Yeah, we did with Big Dipper and Meatball last week. It's just a, basically it's a podcast between me and my two buddies, Alan and uh Brent, who are close best friends of mine, and we've all we're all gay guys who met during stand-up um, years ago in New York, but also bonded over feeling really lost among gay culture. So yeah. we sort of kept that momentum going as like the linchpin of our friendship. And now it's a podcast where we complain about gay people and gay things that annoy us. <laughs> yeah, so you guys have, you, you usually talk, you know, like a little bit like, like you know, queer news and things like that and yeah, then have a guest on. Event. And then, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. And like we'll talk with guests and then we'll do like something that's, completely unrelated or something just completely devoid of like queer topics whatsoever but we always have queer guests or queer adjacent guests and so it's comedians and musicians and writers and performers but also people occasionally who work in public policy or therapy or something just we try to do a full gamut of like queer life or queer adjacent life without it just only being comedians because we're comedians but you know it's all through a comedic lens so that it never Mm -hmm. feels too issue heavy and I, something I love about it is like, it's fun to hear, um, you know, queer and gay men talk about like, not, not just talk about like, uh, how fierce, like someone was on a show. No, we are the, the, we're the polar, you know? we are the polar opposite of that. <laughs> right. And Which, but it's, but it, yeah. right. But it, but it's, it's, it's refreshing and it's, it's, it's awesome. Everyone should go, go, go listen. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's called you're making it worse and it's available anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Yeah. Um, well, Elliot, this was so great. Um, and you can Thanks follow Elliot. Me. Yeah, of course, at Elliot Glazer on Instagram. And um, any any other any other final final plugs? Uh, no, just uh, keep on. I was going to say something about <laughs> jelly beans, but I can't think of anything. What did, she say? what did she say? Yeah, she's like jelly beans and cartwheels. Jelly beans and cartwheels. <laughs> jelly beans and cartwheels. Oh, there it is. And, and have your trident and your LaCroix, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet on Instagram. Uh, you can follow Kicks. At Kix Hamlet, that's spelled C-I-X. Yes, and then uh, the podcast, the Dumpster Dive Pod. Uh, also, check out our Patreon, where we are covering Flavor of Love Season 1 right now, um, and we'll also continue to jump back into time. Maybe we'll cover Airport. Do it! Okay. Airport. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but check all that out, and uh, everyone have a fantastic rest of your night. 